Hey guys, it's Skylar. I just wanted to put a little disclaimer before this episode started that as I'm editing this, I'm noticing that mine and Jordan's audio is a lot quieter than our guest's audio. We have a guest joining us for this episode and she'll introduce herself as we get on with the episode. But our audio is a little bit quieter and there's some background noise. So I just want to apologize for that. But this episode is still amazing. We had a lot of fun recording it. It's a great hour-long episode we're talking about. Um, the future of the MC with the Eternals, which is a great topic, and our guest was amazing. So keep listening. I hope you enjoy it, despite the audio difference. I apologize for that. But yeah, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, All Things Eternals. We're your hosts. I'm Skylar. And I'm Jordan. And today we have a very special guest joining us. This is my friend, Rid. Where you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone. Um, thank you so much for having me, Skylar and Jordan, to on this podcast to talk about Eternals. Uh, hi, my name is Red. You can I'm also as Marvel with Red on all platforms: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Eternals, and I'm really happy to be on here to talk about Eternals because I'm always ready to do that. So yeah, super excited for this. Yes, Red is the CEO of Eternals. She's you're you're too kind. <laughs> you're too kind. You're the CEO of Dragon Macari. Yeah. You carry that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so today's topic, we're going to be kind of just talking about how the Eternals are going to connect into the future of the MCU and like where we think we're going to see them next and just all of that. So Rid, take it away. You can start us off. Yeah, um, I think it would be... I think one of the best places to start off would be um, where do you guys think we will be seeing the Eternals next? It can be, yeah, which which project are you, do you think we're most likely to see them in next? I'm curious. I think I'm th- yeah, Moon Knight probably because, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Dane. Dane has been seen with the uh, Ebony Blade, I believe it was called. Mm-hmm. He has been seen with the Ebony Blade um, and he also works in a, a history museum in england and that's just a little too close to um steven works and his story and he also has a lot of mythological items like the the scarab and Mm -hmm. so i think that would be pretty um understandable if uh dane was seen in the show yeah i think that's like the most recent like of the newer projects coming out, I think we're most likely to see an Eternals cameo in Moon Knight. Or even just like a mention of like Cersei or Makari or like one of the Eternals that's like involved in history a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So. And th- you would think like a mention would come through Dane, right? Yeah. Yeah, either Dane. Well, we don't know like when Moon Knight is taking place, so. I believe it's taking place after the blip, only because I remember seeing in episode two, the bus, it had a flyer with the GRC thingy on it. So I assume it's taking place after the blip. Yeah. Which then it's a matter of, is it after the events of Eternals or is it before the events of Eternals is the question. I think on the Disney Plus timeline, Moon Knight is placed after the Eternals, but I could be wrong. But yeah, that I guess that much we don't know. Right. Because I can really see, like, Dane just trying to figure out, like, where did Cersei go? Yeah. Just, like, trying to figure all that out, and then that could be, like, a mention of one mm-hmm. of the ten Eternals that we see. Mm-hmm. So. Where do you guys think we'll see, like, 
one of the Eternals, because, like, Dane is not an Eternal, you know? Um, I would hope Ultimus of Madness, but I feel like that's not very likely, mm-hmm. so probably Thor. Yeah. Would be my best guess, since it's, like, galactic stuff, and... They're currently in space. The three ones who are not Well, killed. all of them are technically <laughs> in space. <laughs> well, Sprite... Sprite and all the dead ones are still on Earth, but all of the the still thriving Eternals are in space. Um, favorites. Yeah. Isn't it so funny how, like, the fan favorites are the ones that made it out alive? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like they knew. <laughs> exactly. They had some idea. I feel like Chloe knew. Mm-hmm. She, she was aware. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. I definitely think that they'll show up in Thor Love and Thunder, just because so much of, like, Eternals was also like the the adventure that was like most alluded through in Eternals was Thor, mm-hmm. both through Kingo and Gilgamesh. So I would definitely see them popping up in Thor Love and Thunder. I just don't know how that'll play out, but yeah, maybe like it'll be in space when Thor is trying to find Gore or something, like they'll run into the ship. So yeah, I definitely agree. Thor Love and Thunder would be where we would see them next. So that's exciting. Good stuff. Which I know that you love the Thor cast, and mm. that would yeah. be great for you to see. Yeah, no, I'm literally geeking out by the fact that, like, like Thor, like, I was always more excited for, like, Thor 4 than the Eternals, um, which sucks because we still have no idea what Thor is about. But anyways, that's that's a complaint for a different time. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really, really excited to see Thor, and the fact that, like, we might get the Eternals there has me, like, way more excited, too. So yeah. that'd be really, really cool. Um, where do you guys, like, of the Eternals that are dead, if we're gonna, like, talk about the future of the MCU, where, which one do you think is the most likely to come back, and how do you see them being brought back? I think probably Icarus. Um, I don't know, I, because they didn't, like, exactly, I don't know, he did fly into the sun. He didn't show his yeah. body, and in yeah. Marvel, if there's not a body, you can't really know if they're mm-hmm. dead or not, is the thing. Yeah. I'm hoping that he just has, like, or not hoping, but I'm guessing that he just has a summer home or a vacation home on the sun, and it's just like, <laughs> I have to get away from here. I actually relax. was about that. I feel like, what if the World Forge is, like, in the sun? So, mm-hmm. like, he flew hmm. into the World Forge, and then he's able to, like, resurrect it? I don't know. I mean, you, you, you could be right, because we actually don't know, like where where Arishim resides and where the world forges in relation to the universe so it could be anywhere but i i thought the i believe the writer did confirm that icarus was dead so like i something about that i'm not really sure huh i mean i thought i saw something about that i mean i feel like well because didn't sama hayek like sign contracts for like yeah sama hayek yeah yeah. So I'm assuming that's like flashbacks, which, I mean, being that we don't have Internals 2 confirmation yet, that's all I'm living off of is like, okay, well, Selma has more movies coming out with Marvel, so I'm assuming that means we're seeing the Internals again at some point. Who knows mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is like, if they get to the role of Forge and then like, remake the ones who are dead and like... Well, they wouldn't have their Earth memories, so I don't it's really know. It's because I don't think that Gilgamesh is coming back, because if memory serves me right, he was- they did, like, burn him into ashes or something. Right, so I don't- I don't know how they would 
have his because they're not all the same right, they are they, they kind of are though like because they're yeah. robots so they can technically be brought back yeah, at any point like even if body. that one body is specifically burnt i think it's still the same like construction like yeah, they're still yeah. like look the same mm-hmm. but it so just not that specific i also i don't know if i really want any of the ones who were confirmed confirmed dead to come back because i just mm. feel like it would be a little messy and a little too sad um yeah gilgamesh i love gilgamesh but i feel like it's more it's it's adds to the story if he stays dead and then mm-hmm. you know just kind of has to deal with it but let's just imagine character. for a second that if he did come back i feel like Thena would be like just imagine her reaction like she would be like i feel like denial. she wouldn't believe it she wouldn't believe it. she, she would probably try to kill him and then he'd be like what are you doing what why, are you doing why do you think she'd try to kill him I so just no, I know, but she would probably think it was that one guy who was oh crow. yeah, yeah. I just think she would be like in denial and like thinking that it's just bad for you or like that, yeah. which would be really sad. But then just like her realization that he's okay, mm-hmm. he's so good. He what are like... your thoughts about like the theory? Because I remember I was talking to this about with someone, and they said. What if Arishim decides to bring the Eternals back, like, one of the ones that are dead, but he uses them to, like, hunt or, like, get the other Eternals? Basically, like, turn them against each other. Like, what is your... Do you think that could happen? Because I I feel like I can see that happening in a sequel. Like, a lot of people are alluding to the fact that, like, the second, if we get an Eternal sequel, um, people are saying that the second Eternal sequel would be, like, the Celestials versus an Eternals war. And so, I don't know, I remember I was having, like, a discussion with someone, and they were like, oh, what if he brings back the sla- the Eternals, but, like, to use it to haunt the other ones and not give them the original memories? How would you guys feel if we saw- did see that I happen? I would be very surprised. That would be I would, so but It sad. would be really interesting. Well, would it be, like, the ones that are left, like, Dragonkari and Thena, versus everyone else? No, it would be... Well, there's, in the comics, there's technically a hundred Eternals, so, like, the Eternal sequel would be, like, because, remember, Drew McCartney and Thena trying to find other Eternals across right. the universe? So, it'd be, like, like all of those Eternals versus, like, the Celestials, and then, like, Arishim could bring back, I don't know, like, Ajax or something, but have her be more under his control than she was, and trying to, like, stir Drew McCartney and Thena, like, basically like, calm them down. I don't know. I feel like I can... Really yeah cool. yeah i feel like they could turn it in I, I i think that that would be really interesting because then they could not treat it as like a murder mystery kind of thing but it would be mm-hmm. still kind of like just slowly it's kind of oh wait a minute she's not her normal ajax self she's trying to kill everywhere she's trying to get people to turn on each other yeah but i think that that would be a interesting plot for a sequel or something yeah yeah, I have... hopefully we get that sequel. <laughs> oh, I would be really surprised if we don't. Well, I, don't know. I would be like surprised because like I know that people like hate Eternals, but with the fans' reaction, I mean, here we, I am with my Dracardiness going on. CEO of that. Um, Do you want me to grab the like, cardboard cutout? No. <laughs> with the fans' reaction to Dracari, a lot of people said like, if we get a sequel with them in it, like. Marvel would be so stupid not to do that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it, it'd be really shocking if they just, like, stopped with Dracari. 
I think the like if we're talking about a sequel because I guess that does tie into like Eternals connection to the MCU like if they get a sequel or not I think the one thing that's like that would I think getting a sequel is not going to be about more of the fan reactions I think it's more of if Chloe Zhao wants to come back and do the sequel because I think Kevin Feige will push for that like he'll really want Chloe to come back and do it if if he's like knowing that how how she handled the character she's the only one who can do it i think it's more about like getting chloe to come back and do it and if she doesn't i don't know if they're gonna try and push for the sequel so hopefully she does yeah i would be really surprised if chloe didn't want to come back for a sequel just because of the way that she is so passionate about the eternals and the Mm -hmm. cast and just the movie in general and she even did one interview saying that she suspected that the fans' reactions would be more negative than positive, and that because yeah. it's so different from mainstream MCU, that she knew that people wouldn't really like that change. Yeah. So, because of that, I just feel like it would be really shocking if she didn't want to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree, and you're right. I like remember reading about the interview, or at least the headline, where it was like they kind of expected the reviews to be mm-hmm. polarizing because it was such a different movie. So. I hope that she does come back, and I also hope that if she does come back, Marvel still maintains giving her the same amount of creative control that they did before, because if I'm going to be honest, I feel like some of the things we got in Eternals we wouldn't have gotten if Chloe didn't have the amount of, like, creative control she did. And also just, like, because it's Chloe Zhao, like, they're not going to try and, like, go against her, because (laughs) it would be very difficult to do that. Like, it would just be, like, a very bad look on Disney to have beef with, like, Chloe, so. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, just I feel like so many of the things that people did love about the movie are because of Chloe, and, like, mm-hmm. that, like, to take that away would be really stupid on Disney's yeah. part, to, like, yeah. just take away that creative freedom that she had. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I just, I hope that, like, something's in the works right now and we just don't know. Because, I mean, wasn't Angelina Jolie spotted seeing, like, at Disney or something? I mean, that's all just, like, rumors, but... I live off of the rumors and live all the <laughs> Yeah, no, for I'll sure. Well, I know we do have, like, the D23 convention coming up, so a lot of people are saying, like, if we were to get an announcement, it would be during that time. It's just, like, it seems really prolonged for an announcement because for Spider-Man, they already confirmed a trilogy before No Way Home came out and Shang-Chi got a sequel announcement, like, what, like, three months after the movie's release? Mm-hmm. And Eternals... If it would have kind of followed the same timeline as Shang-Chi, it would have gotten, like, a sequel announcement around February and March, well, well, which we didn't, so I think that's why it's just, like, a little bit more concerning, in a way, a little bit, yeah. that we haven't had that sequel announcement, because for other projects, we have, like, we do know if it's, you know, something's happening. Like, same thing with Cap 4, like, we knew there was a Cap 4 movie coming out a couple of weeks after Falcon and Winter Soldier aired, so... I just think it's like, well, I guess we'll have to see what's going on, you know? We'll just have to wait and hope and pray we get the sequel. Right. I mean, the only, only thing I can think of is, like, for all of those projects, with, except, with the exception of Shang-Chi, is that they're already, like, mm-hmm. have had yeah. movies prior. So, like, it would make sense to continue them. And mm-hmm. they're already, like, characters developed in Marvel. So, yeah. with the Eternals, like obviously those are 10 brand new characters that they just don't have a clear direction on where they're going and i'm just wondering how like 
comic accurate, they're gonna keep the Eternals, and I don't really know much about the comics at all, so I don't know how much of it was really, um, like, accurate from the comics and Eternals, like, in the first movie, so I don't, I'm not sure. It actually kind of deviated from the comics, I'm not gonna lie, because in the comics, there's a hundred Eternals on Earth, um and here it's like the eternals are scattered throughout the universe so that's like a huge difference um in the comics there was a hundred eternals hundred deviants and like they've always been enemies i don't think like the whole thing with like the deviants being the first one to come and then the eternals being created like that timeline was also shifted so it's the concept of the eternals and the deviants is what remains the same but the storyline and the comics is very different, which is why I think it's kind of be kind of curious to see how they approach the Eternals because you know they are spread out, and I definitely do think that they'll be keeping it on brand in the fact that they're going to be introducing more and more, more and more Eternals. I think it'll just be really interesting to like see which Eternals they end up introducing and how they'll fit into the MCU, and like if they're even going to stay or not because in the comics, um. Like, some of the bigger Eternals, um, most, some of the Eternals that we see here don't even have that much larger roles in the comics. There's actually other Eternals that have bigger roles, like, like, Kronos, Uranos, like, they are Alars, so we saw, and, like, they are the, um, heads of the Eternals, and we didn't, we didn't get any of those here, so I think it's really interesting to see the approach in the comics. Um, speaking of which, Alars and Suisan are actually the Eternals, which are the parents of Thanos, and... <laughs> There's, we saw Harry Styles' thing. So, um, do you think that they're going to be keeping the origin of Thanos to be somewhat similar going into the future and connecting that um, to where, like, Thanos is... Wait, actually, there's a theory I saw about this. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Because there's a really good theory I saw about, like, Thanos being an Eternal. Um, I'm find yeah, it. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think they're going to keep that connection of Thanos being related to the Eternals in the MCU um, and, like, stemming I, from the Eternals, or...? He did... He was... I, I don't know if it's still considered blips, but he was taken out by the the snap, which the Eternals were not. But he could be half-Eternal. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he was, he was blipped, technically, and the Eternals weren't. Mm-hmm. Wait, he was blipped in the fourth. You mean at the end of Endgame, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one makes. Blip was different than like regular, regular blip. Yeah. Um. Well, the reason the Eternals were blipped is because Thanos wanted all living beings. The Eternals technically aren't living. For Tony Stark, the blip was more about like taking out Thanos and his army, right? That's true. So. I think the context of that also matters. Sorry, I'm like trying to pull up the theory because I feel like it'd be really interesting to discuss the theory of like Thanos and the Eternal. And like the theory also mentions about like Thanos having Mad Weary. So, um, yeah, because here, he I got want it. The, um, what's it called? The emergence to happen. So he probably knew about that maybe because he was an eternal and he had mad weird yeah. or his parents had told him about it or something because they had mad weird. yeah yeah so here here's the theory it was um it was by brian scotling on twitter and it's thanos's plan to wipe out half of life was flawed 
because it wasn't for resources or dwindling BS. He's actually a defective eternal with Mad Weary trying to delay the emergence of every celestial across the universe like Earth. So he's basically like a defective eternal with Mad Weary, which would kind of fit because like in the comics, Thanos and Theta are cousins, like not like blood related cousins, more like adoptive family type of cousin so if Thena had mad worry and then Thanos had mad worry I don't know I feel like it kind of fits in that way so what is your thought about that like do you guys think Thanos was a defective eternal with mad worry trying to delay the emergence and that's why he decided to go on the quest he did he just has like no idea about it I think it's a really like possible theory that it could be true and like I know a lot of people obviously looked at the snap differently from Thanos like they really like viewed the events of Infinity War and Endgame a lot differently and like was Thanos actually the villain for preventing the emergence and just people didn't realize that and I don't know just like kind of going off of that it's just it's so dumb to me people are like Eternals is a pointless movie it didn't like it doesn't relate to MCU at all I'm like it literally changed the events of the entire mm-hmm. MCU with the one movie yeah uh- makes you rethink everything you know, at first I was like, he doesn't really look like an Eternal, but they were there were a lot of different um, models. That's I guess why he would be called. defective. Yeah, wasn't his origins in the comics like he was? It was because two Eternals tried to have a kid. Yeah, which is procreate. Yeah, mm-hmm. his origin in the comics is really interesting because I think like the the Eternals, like Thanos in the comics is like a menace, but he stems from two Eternals. Because Eternals have like this big civil war thing. I don't even want to get into it. Um, and it's just crazy, like when you think about it, because Thanos has such a huge impact in the comics and he comes from two Eternals. And the Eternals don't care because even if even if when Thanos does kill his parents, his parents don't actually die. They just regenerate in like the great machine, which is on Earth. And they just get eggs out of all the other Eternals. But like they still gave birth to Thanos and he still like pillages across the galaxy. But the the Eternals I don't think ever get actually involved in any of his troubles they're just like yeah we'll, we'll let him go like nothing's gonna happen um because i remember i was reading the infinity gauntlet series and the infinity gauntlet in the comic books is where thanos does a snap almost every single superhero was in there but i don't recall everything in eternal there i think it was like oh you had the x-men there was silver surfer even the freaking like galactus showed up and of all like all these other like norse gods showed up i don't think an eternal was there or a celestial they're just like we're gonna let them deal with the problems even though thanos is our creation like it's fine (laughs) it's their thing yeah yeah i mean just like thanos as a character it's very interesting now with the events of eternals and i just i don't know if they're gonna give him a future or not like if they're gonna somehow explain or if like him being blipped is like that's it, the end of Thanos. No, I think they're definitely gonna have to explain it because they have Star Fox, and Star Fox, like, exactly. outright states that he is Thanos' brother, so they're really? definitely gonna have to explain that relationship, like, they can't, they cannot, like, not bring him up again, especially now that exactly. he has Star Fox here. And Star Fox knew about the Eternals, so that's definitely, like, something. Yeah, we just need more of, like, a background for him, and, like, did he come from a different planet or was he literally out in space this whole time and then just like came across our Eternals or like how how did that even happen? There's just like we saw like a two minute long scene and it just needs to be explained more. And well, I have a theory that um, Thanos and Eros 
they come from Titan, which is like Danos's home planet, which yeah. we did see. And, you know, like Danos's home planet was wiped out. It could have been like a group of Eternals are there. And um, so my theory with, with, with Titan is that it was never wiped out, wiped out over overpopulation of resources. Um, Titan was taken out because of the emergence. And obviously Thanos and Eros were planted there as Eternals to help guide that emergence. Mm -hmm. Except when the emergence happened, it was like kind of like a defective thing. And like they tried to stop it, but they couldn't. And so after the emergence happened, they decide to kind of split their ways. And so that's why you never see them together. And that's why like Thanos decided... Thanos, but he had Mad Weary, so he doesn't remember that, but he just remembers his, like, home world of Titan being destroyed. So I do agree with the theory that, like, he definitely, he could be a defective Eternal with Mad Weary, and he could have been placed on Titan to help oversee the emergence, which would have been successful, so that's why he wants to go and, like, trying and stop and delaying all these emergences. And then Star Fox, after the, after the emergence on Titan, also went his own way to try and gather other Eternals as well. They just never meet because... That's the MCU, and we guess we'll have to see an explanation. Yeah. But I definitely, I really very much support the theory that they were both Celestia, um, they were both Eternals placed on Titan to help with the emergence, and then they kind of broke off once they found out the secret. Yeah. I mean, let's talk a little bit about Eros and slash Star Fox. I, do you guys, like, trust him as a character? I know there's really not much to, like, go off of, but, like, do you think that his intentions are, like legit that he actually wants to help them find the other Eternals, or do you think he's kind of like maybe has his own secret agenda or something? Um, I think that he does want to find them, but maybe with malicious intent. Um, yeah. Maybe he wants revenge or something, or yeah. it's just like, yo, I just want to blow you guys up for fun, just for entertainment. I feel yeah. like he secretly is like working for Arisham, or like he's loyal to Erisham, kind of like Icarus was, but more, like, even, like, less biased than Icarus was. Like, we saw, like, Icarus still had, like, love for the Eternals, and, mm -hmm. like, he felt remorse for killing Ajax, and then he said he was sorry to Cersei and, like, didn't try to kill her. So, like, mm -hmm. kind of, like, that, like, loyalty to Erisham, but, like, with no bias to anyone. I feel like he's probably trying to, um find the other Eternals, and then he's gonna round them up. You could be right, because, like, we know that he has access to, you know, like, the orb mm -hmm. that, like, Ajax uses, the sphere that yeah. the lead Eternal uses to communicate. I mean, he could have killed off, like, his lead Eternal and grabbed that sphere, or he could have been granted it by Erishem, because, like you said, he could be appointed by Erishem to do his bidding and you know, yeah. w work and, cons like, yeah, conspire with Erishim to, like, bring down the Eternals that he's with right now. So I definitely would not rule that out as, like, a possible theory because, yeah, he does have, like, the sphere. He also did know about them and they've never heard of him. So, like, he he definitely, like, he could have malicious intent, I would agree. Right, which I've just seen, like, no one theorizing about that. I mean, like, in the fanfiction world, because we all know I read lots of Jakarta fanfiction, everyone just uses him as this, like cocky flirty teasy character who's just like being a nuisance to everyone but i'm like he probably actually has like a hidden agenda like he could be used for much more evil intent and just i'm just imagining like because we don't know how long he's gonna be with drake mccarty and Thena on the mm -hmm. domo like we like mm -hmm. i'm just very curious if 
whether to wait to like a sequel or if like if they play kind of a bigger part in Thor Love and Thunder if like we'll get to see that relationship a little bit and just see if like the Eternals trust him or not or if they're just like we'll listen to what he says for now but we just kind of need to um I feel like Thena's gonna be the one who's like okay look look I need you I need you to help us but until then until we get what we want I do not trust you I feel like Makari would be the like the easiest one for him I feel like trust, Drig, I feel like Drug would be the one who is like uh, he's kind of growing on me he's kind of growing on me then Makari would be like, like I, I see no problem and then just kind of like be like I, I don't understand why we wouldn't trust him he says that he wants the same thing as us I don't think Drug would easily trust him I actually think so. I think he would be very I think Drug would be the most cautious out of yeah. everyone like Dina Dina's like at a very emotional state right now because of like Gilgamesh and everything and then like you know what she had to go through so and then makari is just loyal to everyone but druig is like the one who doesn't trust easily because in eternals he was the first one to stand up against ajak so i i would have to disagree i do not think druig would trust the easiest also because he yes. can i don't i like i like um skylar and i were discussing this but i think he has the ability to somewhat like read emotions like not like at a surface level because he can't control people's minds so i think he'd be able to kind of like have a read of like um star fox's aura and be able to kind of like maybe figure out if it is yeah. malicious or not also in the comics like star fox is a very much like trickster and his powers in the comics are very controversial yeah so i'm also very interested to see like if they're gonna keep that with the character and if they do how do they plan on keeping it i, feel like they won't. I don't think so though yeah it would be really problematic if they did yeah yeah i don't know if you know do you know his powers no it's basically like sexual assault oh so yeah like he's that. he's just able to like yeah it's it it's not good <laughs> yeah. so they'll probably be like okay i know that we're usually supposed to keep to the comics but we have to change this yeah and kind of going back to like Jordan Carr and Theana, i feel like um makari makari's like trust standpoint would kind of be like she would trust him like she trusts people until proven otherwise mm -hmm. like you yeah. have to like give her reason to not trust him versus like Jurok is very much like i'm not gonna trust him at all I'm just yeah. like, very like standoffish with that um which i can see how that would lead into like some like i feel like eros is gonna be kind of like a comedic character and just like i just don't know how much we're gonna see of those four together and mm -hmm. like what that di that dynamic is gonna be if they're gonna be like leading the sequel or if we're gonna see them have kind of some of a major role in another movie i just feel like eros is kind of be like like teasing them a lot mm -hmm. and just being just like annoying to all of them mm -hmm. i feel like he'll use the fact that he has information vital information that they need to get away with stuff and so yeah. they'll be like upset with him or something and be like what are you doing that's so weird and then he'll be like look do you guys want me here or not <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i myself i don't fully trust heroes and i like a lot of people like love him because of harry styles but i'm still like his character i don't i don't i don't necessarily know either yeah. but like again we don't we don't know too much of him we don't know when we'll see him again so i'm kind of just playing it as it goes um i guess we can kind of like divert away from like the future of the eternals a little bit and we can kind of talk about like 
So we know the Eternals have helped out the Avengers because Gilgamesh has stated that the Eternals helped Odin like during the battle against the Frost Giants um, yeah. in Norway. Like Gilgamesh said that. So I was wondering if you guys had like any specific headcanons of how you think Eternals may have like indirectly impacted um, the Avengers or just like anything on Earth that might be connected to the Avengers. Um, was it King? No. Was it Kingo or was it Icarus? Who was like, was it, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. Kingo said that Thor followed him around. Yeah, yeah, okay. So they obviously have some kind of relationship with Thor, which Mm. is another reason why probably going to be in their movie. Mm. Yeah. Probably be like, hey, so we actually need your help. Uh, You kind of owe us this, so. Um, And I also feel like they would know who Star Fox might be, maybe. Um, maybe they may be like, well, he's kind of familiar, but, Do you think, um, like, the Thor characters will know? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't really know, but it just seems like something. I feel like they'd be Harry Style fans. <laughs> they wouldn't know who's Harry Style. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think that they probably impacted Thor, just, he probably just kind of was like, oh my gosh, they're so cool, and I feel like he's kind of similar to all of them with different um, yeah. Parts of his I feel character. Like, yeah, Thor is pretty similar to the Eternals in the sense that he's lived for thousands mm-hmm. of years and that, like, is godlike. I know, like, Thor is a god and the Eternals aren't, but, like, it's still, like, a similar type of mm-hmm. character, I guess. So, it's just, like, it, it all makes sense to be in Thor, and I would be really surprised if Thor yeah. not. Um, but as for, like, the other Avengers, I feel like Fastos was in Wakanda at some point with all the technology yeah. advancements. Yeah, that's a big one. That just, it would make perfect sense for him to be helping yep. out with Wakanda and, like, having all their advanced technology and stuff. Um, who else? I mean, like, for the most part, a lot of them are, like, pretty off book. Like, I don't think the Inan Gilgamesh would really Mm-mm. have been involved with any of them. Druig, probably not. No. Makari, also probably not, unless, like, she was traveling or something, and, like, came into contact with one of them, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go off of that, because that's what I think happened, like, I definitely think, like, they ran into the Avengers in just, like, fun moments, and I definitely think Makari's one of those, because she's been traveling around a lot, so I definitely think that she's met one of the Avengers through that, for sure. I feel like- I don't know. That'd just be cool to see. I love Makari and Kingo's relationship, so I feel like she like would casually just be like, "Oh yeah, I met I met Captain America one time," and Kingo's just like freaking. He's like, "Oh my god, what was it oh like?" Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I feel like with uh, any character from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Eternals would kind of be one of those scary legend ghost people who they just mysteriously run into, and they're like, "They are too powerful. It is scary," and then just kind of be like the little I don't know if I myths. That. I feel like they would know about them, and then just be like, oh my gosh. Well, Wait, the Guardians would know about the Eternals, or the Eternals know about the Guardians? Um, either- well, I don't know about the Eternals, because they don't really know about other- Well, we don't know, like, the Eternals, like, know of the Avengers, so I'm just wondering, like, obviously the Avengers dealt with more, like, human conflicts, so that's why they weren't, like, involved in anything, but, like, they seem like they're pretty aware of, like, all their fights and stuff, yeah. and- um, I just feel like, yeah. because not necessarily the Guardians of the Galaxy is in the main people, like Drax and Star-Lord and Gamora and stuff, 
but maybe just they'll run into someone and they'll be like the Eternals. They're like, no, not the Eternals. Oh, like just random MC characters think that they're like villains or something. Yeah. Just scared of them. They're like, too much power. Well, that's because, yeah, well, I think that'd be more for like humans because like in the credit scene especially, it showed like stuff that they might have influenced and just like, like Makari influenced like, um, is it? Hieroglyphics? Something Makari? with Egyptian. Yes. Which, again, that's my theory as to why Makari would also possibly be in Midnight, is because she had a lot of, like, Egyptian stuff, mm-hmm. like, True. in I her just, collection. I wish she'd be in Midnight, just, like, the position she's in makes it very unlikely. Know, like, the circumstance that she's in. It would be more of, like, a mention of her name, not, like... Oh, okay, not yeah. Not, like, her, like, physically being yeah. there, but just yeah. more, like... She just ran all the way through space. Makari. I mean, we are in Egypt now, so... Right. With Midnight. Or maybe even be like it wouldn't like be directly like oh this is the eternal makari but just something like subtle to the point where like fans would know that it's about her maybe just saying fans like maybe. maybe just a mention of like when sign language became a thing or just like the mention of i know about that just like something hieroglyphics and stuff yeah i don't know just something about like her past and just like her time with humanity could be possible um but it's also me kind of just living off of my false hope to see <laughs> Any, mm-hmm. any eternal again. <laughs> and I know that it's, like, mainly only, um, Egyptian stuff, but if there is, maybe any, anyone in Moon Knight, maybe there'll be, like, another professor or something. I'm just hoping that there is some mention of, like, maybe it's, okay, so imagine this. Dane is there. This is more of a headcanon kind of thing, but okay. Dane is there. You see? Mm-hmm. He might be more, what does Dane do? He's a professor. I know, no, but what does he teach? Does he teach or does he just work at the museum? Cersei teaches. I think he just works there. Dane just like works at the museum. They didn't really make that clear, actually, because he he's able to lecture, but I don't know if he like lectures on a regular thing or he is he just like poetry? yeah works at the museum. Could be both. Yeah, yeah. Dane's somewhere in the museum. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about like Greek gods, and he's like, imagine this: Greek gods, they're real. Athena. And then me- mentioning like a bunch of other people, and Dane's like, actually, it's Thena. That would be really funny. Yeah. But that would also be referenced to the scene that we didn't see in the movie. <laughs> That's true. So, oh, I really love that in that would be I really know, good that would be idea. so funny if they did leave it in. I think in, I think if we're gonna go off of that, it would even be more funny in Moon Knight if Sprite showed up. Like, if Dane and Steven Grant oh are there, and then Sprite shows up. Because technically, Sprite is in London last, last we saw her. Like, she's yeah. with Kingo and... Well, not Kingo, but she is with Garun. And I don't know if she's in India, like, with Garun. Or if she's still staying with Dane. But it would be really funny in Moon Knight if Sprite also just popped up. Just, like, for fun. And she's like, hi, Dane. And then, like, Stephen Grant's there. He's yeah. like, yeah. Or I just feel like Sprite could be there, possibly, because, like... We don't know where, like, Kingo and Fastos were when they got taken. But if it's ending like Cersei, they just like got ripped out of wherever they were. So like, yeah. if Kingo's like driving his car and then he just like gets ripped out of his car, like Sprite is just like, where did he go? Yeah. So she's trying like, to go find Dane. I forgot we can't survive car crashes. And then just, she had a very short human life. Just <laughs> If they're like driving down the freeway, cause they're probably going somewhere long distance or something. If they're just, um, cause they were in London. And then if well, they're going- Well, if it's like how it was in the movie, like the whole like- earth opened up not the whole earth but like this atmosphere the like opened yeah. up so like 
that would probably cause people to stop driving well, and look at yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, also, in the ad, he had that one car, and then that the was, like, cool. the automatic braking. Okay, that's getting too far. <laughs> so, I think that she might survive, just because that, that car. Yeah. Anyways, back I, to I have another question for you guys. Okay. When it comes to the multiverse, do you think celestials are Nexus being, or do you think that each universe has its own celestial? See, that's- I've been trying to think of how the Eternals would tie into the multiverse and, like, the whole Nexus beings thing, and I don't know. That's just, like, because if the Celestials created the universe- Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would that mean that they create all the multiverses, or- Yeah, that's what I'm confused about, too. Yeah. Which is why I feel like it could also make sense as to why- there would be an Eternals mentioned in Multiverse of Madness, like maybe of a Celestial. Yep. So, I it's probably unlikely, but I'm just hoping that somehow there's like a mention of a Celestial of Erisham or like something because of that. And just like, yeah, the whole Multiverse thing is just really confusing. I don't really know what I think for that. Yeah, it's just a curious thought too because like, like I feel like at some point I feel like the Celestials are not next like i feel like they could be nexus beings like they don't have variants because they technically create the universe but then it's also like each universe i could also see it having its own celestial and then the eternals are a whole different thing because technically the eternals aren't real so you know like since they're robotic it's not like there has to be variants of each eternal too so that that's a that's a whole different thing but i was just curious on your guys's take like i really wonder how they're gonna try and f explain celestials and like cosmic mcu and like fit that with the multiverse side but i definitely i definitely do see there being a connection between like supernatural with cosmic because i don't think that you can have supernatural mcu without having cosmic like the whole idea of like celestials and cosmic energy and all that stuff yeah yeah i i really have no idea and i mean even just like with the future returnals is like if they're going like not really off the comics is like they have to like plan all of that out yeah and to kind of go back to Drakari, my roots <laughs> um because like there's a lot of relationships like in the comics that are canon marvel like one vision so like i'll use them as an example like it was like it's not really that surprising for people when vision has died several times because like in the comics wanda has killed him before and yeah. like, the whole like house of m thing is like similar to the plots of wandavision but yeah. then it's like that's like canon in the comics as well as in the MCU. But um with Jukari is like since they were literally created because of Barry Lauren and Chloe, it's like we really don't have any idea what their future's gonna be, especially because mm -mm. they're not all like their comic characters. And that scares me, but also is relieving at the same time because yeah. I don't know if that means one of them is gonna die. Um they did have the deathly forehead touch though, which never goes well. So I honestly I am a huge fan of main character sign. I feel like it I, is such a good story like plot kind of thing. Is that why I'm you love Gilgamesh so much? Okay, look. Gilgamesh it's cuz I like it when it's unexpected cuz it's just when you have a main character, you just expect them to get through the whole thing unharmed and that's too predictable. Mm -hmm. This is Marvel. We need to switch it up a bit. And I know that, like, Tony- I honestly you know, would say it's more predictable to think that someone's gonna die. No, I know, but, like, I, I just think that it should be in a way where it's not just like, Oh no, I'm in the super hard point, it's just like, oh, they're dead. 
you know? Like, it's not a super obvious battle where it's like, oh no, these are my last moments of life. It's, like, surprising, shocking, take you out. Okay, yeah. Maybe That'd be so funny if they did that in Thor, Love and Thunder, and killed Thor. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> then that would, be, that would be what? Just Clint and Bruce left from the original six? Yeah, just Clint and Bruce. I don't mind if Clint dies, but anyways, the Hawkeye stands are yeah. gonna come for me. I'm a Natasha Romano stand, so... Yeah. I get why it was her in Endgame, but, like, I'd much rather, out of the three that are... What? Yeah, three left, right? Clint, yeah. Thor, Bruce... Actually, if one of them was to go, I would take out Bruce just because they fucked with, like, Hulk's character a lot and just never gave him, like, anything solid to stand on. So, take him out, bring a variant in, and restart his entire story. So, actually, I changed my mind. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like Bruce the least out of those three. Mm -hmm. Bruce, just, like, take him out. He's like, guys, I got this. Don't worry. Stand back, you guys. And then he just immediately gets killed. And then they're like, oh, oh, no. We messed up. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> off that tangent. <laughs> just like with the future of like the Eternals and like which of them are gonna die, which let's talk a little bit about Drakari, because I always want to talk about them. Um, with the possibility of one of them dying, who do you think it would be? Which of them do you think it would be? Like, what would be the most plausible? Druig. Druig. Yeah, that's what a lot of people think. But also Makari. No, time, I don't think they take out Makari that easily. Well, because, like, I feel like it would be the kind of situation, I don't think they would ever have to go to Vormir. Okay, that was just my little head I know, okay. but, like, I feel like it would be a similar situation to that, where it's, they're trying to die for each other, and Drew and, doesn't stand a t- yeah, chance. Yeah, easily beat him at that. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, haha, loser, and then just dies. No, that's for I mean, if you think about it from, like, a, like, like a business type of view... They're not going to take out Makari because Makari means so much in terms of representation. That's true. That if they take her out, it would just be like a disservice to fans who like do love Lauren Redloff and Makari for being like, you know, like the first deaf superhero we got in the MCU. Right. So I don't think they'd ever do that because then it's just like inauthentic and it's like, oh, we kept her around for like so long for what? Yeah. So right. they take okay. out like Druig, it's like, okay, I need another yeah, white man bites the dust. It's fine. <laughs> right. I mean, I know, like, a lot of people just want to see Druig have, like, somewhat of a villain arc, and in the comics, he's, like, very much a villain and has, like, a really dark, like, storyline, which I don't think it would really make sense for his character in the movies to, like, be a villain just because he's so against violence and just, like, murder and all that. So I feel like what could be interesting instead is if we saw, like, their past lives on other planets... And mm-hmm. maybe in one of those lives, Makari died or something, and then we saw him, like, as a villain in that lifetime, but it wouldn't be, like, mainstream our Druid who's a villain. It would just be, like, one version of him in the I like Druid's a vegan. Okay, that's random. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I know, like, a lot of people, like, I post a lot about, like, oh, Drakari death trope yeah. <laughs> possibilities, and people are like, if Makari died, Druid would be, like, one of the worst villains in them. No. And, I don't know. I want to see it, but also it, I wouldn't want Makari gone for good, which is why yeah. my the biggest want I would have would be for her to be dead for, like, a movie or so. Like, not for good. That would not be... Mm-hmm. Like, just for, like, a movie or so, so we can see Drew go a little bit crazy, because we kind of saw Makari's reaction to him dying already, even though it was not for very long. It's pretty short-lived. 
She's like, I'm still, oh, you're back, thank goodness. It was like 15 minutes, so I would just like to see something longer. Yeah. Uh, I definitely yeah. think that he would take over the world and then be like, this, I fought my whole life for her, now look at what you've made me do. I don't think that mm. line, that's a little cringy. Why would he <laughs> fight his whole life for her? That doesn't make any sense. I spent my entire life, I spent it just... I stayed as an eternal for her. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, anyways. Just kidding, he's the one who left. So. Anyways, that's just, yeah. My thoughts on Where that. do you guys think we'll see Cersei King of Fastos? Because I during Carantina in Thorland Thunder, but I definitely think that they'll have the other three show up. Which project? Well, actually, I'll, I'll ask a better question. Do you think between Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or the Marvels, which one? See, I don't really know what the plot is going to be for either Captain Marvel 2. Ah, yes. Which, that would have, like, Monica. Mm hmm I don't really know, like, what... Is there anything, like, talking about what the plots of those movies are going to be? Because I really have no idea. Um, I'm going to look at the villain for Guardians. Well, Adam Warlock is coming in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, and we've seen a Celestial before in a Guardians movie, so... Right. Well, I, like... Just going off like what we've seen in the past, I would say they might pop up in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Mm -hmm. um, this is like a celestial head was like nowhere or something. Like, yeah, that was That's yeah like the base of it. Yeah, I feel like it would be something um, if it when they do show up. I I think that Arishon would probably have enhanced them to be completely loyal or something. Yeah, just kind of taken away their freedom. Oh yeah, I feel like we will see. Cersei, Fastos, and Kango as more like pretty much their personality is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like Kango would be the only fighter eternal. But I guess like now that Cersei is like more powerful and is like more aware of her powers. Oh, sorry. Like Fastos can also so. fit as a fighter eternal though. True. Like they did they did both fight. So yeah, I think now with like he knows or like Maybe all of them have, like, a potential to be fighters, but Arishan just, like, didn't ever let them reach that extent, mm -hmm. unless it was, like, for his benefits. Maybe now he'll, like, install something in them to the point where he <laughs> can, like, make them intense yeah. fighters. No, I can just, like, see the three of them, like, not even, like, all three, but, like, one of them coming in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 where the Guardians are, like, going through space, because I don't know who the villain is. It's, like, the high evolutionary or something, and he's, like, this crazy scientist. But I can see them, like, coming with Adam Warlock or something, because, like, like, so, like, I feel like Arishim might come, and then those three will come with Arishim in Guardians, where Warlock is there. I don't know. I just, I know, like, if that was the case and Arishim used those three as villains, I would still be rooting for them, just because I know they would actually be villains, and yeah. I love the Eternals more than any other character, so, like, if one of them killed one of the Guardians, I would I, be like, oh well. I just cannot imagine Cersei having a bone of evilness in her body. I know. It's just, like, she has too, like, she just seems too kind. It would be, be like, really weird to see evil Cersei. I hate you guys. And she just, <laughs> I just can't imagine it. I just, yeah. like, I don't know. It would be too weird for this down-to-earth human um, eternal to just suddenly be a villain. Or I feel like if we saw Erisham use them as, like, to do, like, his bidding, like, on Earth, for example, I feel like with Fastos and his family, like, imagine if he had to, like, 
kill people on Earth as like his family or something. That would be that's not gonna happen. Which is I don't think Erishim would make, ever make them do that. No, I don't think so. But I feel like Her like if he was somehow like in contact with his family, it would be Ben and Jack to like make him like wake up in a sense and like. I don't think yeah. it's very Marvel like though. I know it wouldn't. That whole thing wouldn't make sense for the storyline, but just something with his family because I love. There'd be like Fastos, so remember, and then he's like. Just remember who you are. And he's just sitting just, there, unfazed. The whole Eternals, like, motto is just, like, remember. Mm -hmm. So much of it is our memories, and just, like, they've forgotten so many of their lifetimes, and... Yeah. I feel like if there was a key word thing for Eternals, it would be family, remember... And beautiful? Yeah. What? No. Yes. That's what I want to stick on the coin. I mean, even just, no, like, not. the World Forge and, like, the memories in general, I'm just... Why is your chair so loud? I don't know. I think it's I'm, broken. I'm just wondering, like, what... Are we gonna get a scene of them, like, getting all their memories at once? Like, the ones who are still alive. Like, just imagine, like, a montage. Kind of like in WandaVision, how, like, Vision gave White Vision all of his memories. Like, that type of thing. Which is, like, they're, like, remembering their thousands, maybe millions of lives. You know? That would be really overwhelming. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's There's like, a lot to like, like unpack with that they'd be like weekend and they'd and be then like screaming maybe though. it would be like erishem's plan is like to give them back all the memories all at once have them weaken and then like do something with them they'd be like he'd be like this is what you wanted huh and then just give them all of their memories and they're like oh, darn it no what's going on i thought that's a way to just like collectively beat them all at once is by for sure really giving them memory in a sense yeah oh my gosh that wall is like it creeps me out make triphobia it's just what are you, what are you about? huh the wall with all the memories it just looks oh. really gross well it was like it's like their brains in essence i know but like it was just the... like little holes in the wall so i was like ew okay. anyways um i think it's kind of everything i want to talk about do you have yeah i don't it's just it's a lot of like everything's kind of up in the air with the eternals because there's so much going on with like where each of them are and stuff yeah so much but and I just have one day we see them meet the Avengers. I definitely do think that that'll come along with Thor, but yes, it'll be interesting true. to see like how the Eternals just connect to the larger MCU. Because yeah. oh, also, fuck, I forgot to mention Tiamat. When do you think Tiamat's gonna be mentioned in the MCU? Actually, which project is that coming in? Do they've got to bring him up? I think maybe Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, just because. Like, it has to be recent. There's no way that Strange isn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. Like, he probably no probably got, like, a rush of, like, because he was probably meditating or something, and then he got, like, a rush of, like... I don't know, just, like, it would make sense to, like, at least to mention it mm -hmm. in Doctor Strange. He definitely has to be aware of it, because there are probably... He he's probably seen futures where they didn't succeed, and then, uh... You yeah, know, so was he saying, like, the emergence happened, kind of, then? Like, yeah, was so... he seeing emergences happening? Yeah, so that's my other theory about it, is that Strange knows about the Celestials, because, if assuming, like, he saw all these possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say he did see the possibility where Thanos doesn't win, doesn't win, but then the emergence takes place. Yeah. So then he, like, that. that's why he, like, goes again, saying, like, that's, like, a possible way for us to lose. Because then, like, the life will be destroyed anyways. 
So I do think that he knows about the Celestials. I don't think he knows about the Eternals, though. There was probably, like, more, like, he saw, like, them winning more than once. But it was, like, the emergence was the yeah. outcome. But then yeah. like, going on to that, because, like, with the one, like, the reality of the MCU is, like, they did win. The emergence still was going to happen. So then wouldn't he have had to have seen the Eternals stop the emergence to some level? Like, because the emergence was still happening. But just, it was because of the Eternals that it was stopped. So he was, like, somewhat aware. Maybe he didn't, like, know them directly, but he was, like, somewhat, like, there's, like, some, there's some beings out there. Who I think you're something. right. Yeah. He could have seen the Eternals, like, stopping. He just doesn't know what they are. But, like, I do think, I will say, I do think the Ancient One knew who the Eternals were. The who? The Ancient One. Oh, the yeah, probably. The bald lady <laughs> before Strange. She's the one I... with the stone. Oh, yeah. yeah. We probably should watch Dr. Strange again. Yeah, because I watched it multiple times and I was playing at the dentist once, but I didn't really pay attention ever. You need to see it before all this. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do think that, like, this, if anyone is the first one to figure, figure out about the Eternals and the Celestials, it has to be the sorcerers, like Wong and stuff. Yeah. I have a theory that, like, in No Way Home, Wong went to Kamertaj, but he went to Kamertaj because it's in Nepal and the Indian Ocean is there, so he may have gone to investigate Tiamat, but I don't know. That is, I think that's a reasonable theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I feel like Strange has to know something about the Eternals or the Celestials. Like, there's just no way that he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe even, like, Wanda to some extent, if, like, I mean, we don't I really just... know, like, what she was, like, looking for in the multiverse, or, like if like if in the multiverse the celestials are still a thing like there's variants of the celestials and like maybe she's seen that somehow i don't really know i'm gonna kind of go off the wanda thing i definitely do think wanda knows that who the eternals or celestials are after um because like wandavision takes like eternals takes place after wandavision yeah. she probably saw erishem she probably like knows who he is but she's like I don't need to do anything about it because something yeah. bad happened. Same thing with Strange. Strange is just like, yeah, the emergence happened, but it was stopped. Everything's fine. I have bigger problems to deal with, like yeah. I Peter feel like Parker. Wanda <laughs> really care unless it involved her kids. Like she, like that's her no. like intent is like to get her kids back. So like I feel yeah. like she wouldn't really care too much unless it involved Tommy and Billy. So yeah, I feel like Strange is more likely to be the first to like mention something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, last question. Um, what's your idea on the theory that Fastos created the Ten Rings? I saw that. <gasps> oh my gosh, I saw something like that too. Yeah, I, I think it's very possible. Yes, I think that he created a lot of things that are like powerful, especially because it just looks like something he would make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the things are like they move around. Yeah, kind of on their it's own. It's very similar to when he's fighting against yeah, Icarus, yeah, that's who what... like, uses the things mm -hmm. and just like, mm -hmm. and yeah. then, like, they're all the rings that go out of Icarus. Yeah. Uh, so if they, also if, uh, Doctor Strange had anything to do with the Eternals, I don't think, I don't know, this is just kind of also makes no sense really. But like, if he did have something to do with the Eternals, and then Shang Chi showed up. Because Wong went and got him, then um, Fastos like, where did you get those? I made those. What are you doing? Yeah. 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 No, I'm. I'm also like, 
I definitely see where that theory comes from because like 10 rings, 10 eternals, the rings help you increase your lifespan, the eternals have no lifespan, technically, so I can, I can see the, that connection there. I, I don't have anything else like in terms of eternals connecting to the MCU, or like the future, so I'm, I'm good on my part, unless you guys have something else you want to discuss. I think we're good too. Yeah. Well, this was a great hour-long episode, so <laughs> yes. thank you for that um we will see you guys next week maybe who knows probably we've been having a weird schedule lately (laughs) um so yeah thanks for listening i'll have everything linked for red's social platforms in the description thing so make sure to go check her out and yeah thanks for listening thanks for joining us thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed it and go check out her podcast eternally obsessed i'll have that linked also thank you guys for listening Bye. Bye.